What's up, everybody? What's up? Do you know what day it is? I think I do. Uh, <laughs> I think I do. I am... We're at the Masters. We are at the Masters. And um, I just... You know, sometimes I just turn the mic on, and I have no idea what's about to happen. But uh, I do know that as I record this... I'm sorry. This is late. I'm sorry this came out late. Normally, I try to get the podcast out Thursday and Monday mornings. And Thursday morning has come and gone. Well, actually, I'd say it's still currently Thursday morning. So if I really hustle, if I speak really fast, I can probably get this out for West Coast for y'all on the West Coast nice and early. Um, Guys, I'm at the Masters. Like, I don't, (laughs) in about 27 hours, maybe a little more, I'm going to find out whether or not I can actually play on Monday a little course called heaven called Augusta National Golf Club they have a um you know they have a, a lottery where you can where you can play on Mondays uh where there are 30 media members out of about 150 get are lucky enough to be able to play and I've been talking to people all around the media center Golf Digest was nice enough to give me a media credential in exchange for what I'm not sure perhaps uh, one of my children, probably not firstborn, but maybe like third or fourth. I, by the way, I'm the third child, so we all know that uh, that's a that's a wild card. Those are those are giveaways. Once you've had two, you're already pretty safe. And the third child is usually like a, it's the river. You know, it's the in in the childbirth order. It's the third card. It's the river, fifth card rather. Um, what? Uh, God, I mean, I am just buzzing, right? Like, so. I think the le- I think people just teed off and the Masters has started. But of course there's that thing where when you're at the tournament and you're and you're there, you almost experience less of the action and you're sort of you it's it's like you trade in sort of the the actual golf for this sort of the smells, you know? You, you you don't quite get the score but you do get the smell. You know, someone actually messaged me on Instagram and said um <laughs> Can you show me, can you take pictures of how the, um, the, the hills and the mounds, uh, you know, like interact or whatever. And I wanted to do that, but I am not, I wasn't able to accomplish the task. Some, I I think what the real problem was I'm only allowed to take pictures on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, not on Thursdays. Um, geez, I have no idea what to talk about. Okay. I'll start with, um, yeah, uh, geez, I don't even know. I mean, the media center here is next level. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever been to a Four Seasons? Well, imagine if you had to go to work and that you worked at the Four Seasons and your job was to talk about the beach. Does that make, does that make any sense? I have. I went to bed at 3 a.m. and I woke up at 6 and... So I'm tired. I'm, I'm not even tired, though. I'm sort of more just like, I think I'm existing about two inches left of myself. You know, like I'm just sort of on the side of myself. I'm beside myself. Is that, is that where that term comes from? Um, no, it's been great. I love uh, Ashley Mayo. We've been hanging out. And, you know, she was really instrumental, obviously, in bringing me here, which is such an honor. It's like such a, such a cool thing, you know, because I... I really try to remember in all moments that, um, you know, for both a lot of my life and for a lot of 
you know, for some of the minutes that I inhabit currently, I experience the world as an outsider. And, um, you know, I've been, I think maybe that'll be my life's work is that internally I will understand that and I will process that experience of being, being an outsider. And, and, and it's funny because I was an outsider just in, uh, elementary school and, and middle school and high school and, you know, that was one thing, but then to sort of, um, sign up for the golf world, it, it extended that outsiderness to a, um, a highlighted paragraph and I'm definitely tired. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, but you know, that experience is interesting and, um, to watch the years kind of, uh, float underneath the boat of my uh, body, <laughs> guys. I don't know if you could tell, but I've got a puzzle in front of me, and it's filled with words. And I'm just trying to put it together for you. I'm just trying. Um, so, so, but anyway, you know, having Ashley invite me to come here as as, as sort of a guest of Golf Digest, and as a and as an actual member of the media, I am I am deeply, deeply fucking grateful. Right. I just cannot express, there's not enough F-bombs that can express how fucking goddamn grateful I am. Not to, you know, I love God. I don't believe in it. But, you know, ah, try not to go there. Don't go there. Uh, let's talk about politics next. Not polarizing at all. Um, you know, but the, but the, but the experience of um, being invited, right, is, uh, is, is so uh, warm, right? It's like a warm piece of, uh, dark fried chicken, you know, dark meat for me. Um, more of a dark meat guy. I don't know why. I think it's just, I like the extra, extra juice, I guess. Juicier. It's got more sauce. <laughs> Guys, I, <laughs> can we comment on, can you tell me, can you do me a favor? I can't tell what's happening with the podcast. I, I've enjoyed, I love it. I really do. It's been really fun walking around the grounds of the masters and, I, I, I always interact with people, right? And people always say, I get a lot of, we love adventures in golf. We love adventures in golf. But the new one, the new one that, that I've been getting, and you guys, you guys will probably chuckle, is love the podcast. I wasn't familiar with those words, and I thought they were talking to Shane Bacon. I thought they were talking to Joe Rogan or Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Let's give a round of applause to Bill Burr. Everybody, Bill Burr is on Instagram. His handle is Wilfred Burr, and he hates it, but I love it. Oh, I got an email. Let's see. Should I read it aloud? Let's see what it says. Okay. Oh, it's from the GM at my golf club. Need more moon pies in your posts. <laughs> I've been posting a lot of pictures of my food here. Uh, the, the food in the media center is Four Seasons Caliber. It is delicious. I, I've isolated what is my favorite breakfast meal. And it's two pancakes with Georgia peach compote, compote, George, Truman Capote, Georgia, Georgia peach compote. I'm going to have to refer to um, someone else on how to pronounce that word. But anyway, I, I slather the compote sauce all over the pancakes in an unsexual way. And I devour them in a very golf writerly way, which means that I have a hearing aid and four of my teeth fell out <laughs> as I swallowed the pancake. Uh, and then I also, I, the side, the main 
uh, portion is is extremely crispy bacon. I mean, this shit, the bacon is as black as a piece of burned wood, and I would have it no other way. Interesting, bacon is good when it tastes like wood. Whoa, that's that's a poem. Um, I feel like I'm alone in the media center, and I'm just sort of like waiting for someone to come in. Um, so I feel like someone's about to walk in this room that I'm inhabiting. So anyway, Ashley invited me down here, and what a great honor it is. Um, the media center itself is a museum of media. Um, they have all these great photos of the first masters, which was not called the masters. Um, have you have you listened to the David Owen podcast? Check that one out. The the, the last one that I uh, came out on Monday. Um, also, by the way, I haven't talked to you in a while. I was in a prison in Japan. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I can't quite gauge the crossover between how many of you guys you know follow me on Instagram. But I was in. I was in this rural Japanese prison, and then I got upgraded to a less rural Japanese prison, and then I called the embassy, and I was like, what's going on? No problem. Got a special guest. <laughs> I had a feeling someone was coming in. Um, so anyway, we, we, we made it out, and uh, that, was, that was lucky. Someone came in to get a bag. Maybe he heard the phrase, if you see something, say something. It was his bag. I have a feeling it's the person whose office I'm in. I'm just going to keep that one vague uh okay so so i'm in japan oh man i cannot stay on one topic is it good or bad i'm just gonna say it is it's neither good nor bad it was bad in high school but it's great now question mark um so i uh so i'm in this japanese prison and whatever i called i got out you just go to instagram and watch the insta story really there's nothing else it's I, I thought I was going to be in prison for life and I ended up leaving the country safely and I'm currently in, um, you know, Augusta, Georgia. So the media center is, is a museum for golf writers. And in some sense, you know, talking with David Owen and, and, and sort of, uh, you know, deepening my own understanding of this tournament's place in history. Um, I find it, such an education, right? Just to be able to stand where I'm standing and to and to look at what I'm seeing, you know? And so we you know, we walk around this media center and there are just there are just photos of badges. There's there's actual badges from nineteen thirty four. There's there's so many other surprising elements and, and I guess one of the overarching facets of the masters is its relationship with the media. Um, and this is kind of what I wanted to talk about because last night, um, on Wednesday night in Augusta, they had a event called the golf writers and there were a couple other letters in the acronym, but it it was GWA, G-W-A-A, golf writers articulation association. I believe (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what it stands for. Golf writers, amphibious and entomology, golf writers articulating art. Articulating golf writers articulating ambulance. No, a uh, lot of oldies, a lot of old golf writers in the crowd. I, I met uh, Dan Jenkins. Does anyone know who Dan Jenkins is? He did the article where he, the fake article with Tiger, where he interviewed him. Got a lot of shit for it. Apparently, he's great at his job. Last night, his quote was, "I only drink to make the people I'm talking to more interesting." I'm pretty sure someone else actually said that. Anyway, for my Golf Digest assignment. I decided I was given free reign, do whatever you want. 
So we, we did a podcast, we did another podcast, um, and I decided with photography that I would go out and photograph sort of the silent nature of the golf course. Um, and then I would also include portraits of the people that bring the masters to us, right? Me and you included in that us. And uh, so I met Dan Jenkins in order to do a portrait of him. And I, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I've had, you know, a more gracious interaction with President Obama, but Dan Jenkins literally was like, he couldn't have said fuck you more clearly with his face and his mouth and his eyes. But I guess that's what he's known for. He's a, he's been here for 67 years or something. Maybe even longer. Maybe maybe it's closer to 500 years. I'm not sure. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason. And we have a couple of podcasts. If you, you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy. And we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. But anyway, um, so the master's relationship with the media is is a poignant one. It's very it's very um, important. The, uh, the, whole ex- the whole story of Clifford Roberts really kind of essentially um, aligning with Bobby Jones to create Augusta National and, and brilliantly having Bobby as the figurehead of this thing, as the celebrity draw to essentially then, um, uh, you know, propel golf writers to cover this event is genius. And that's really, a, in a big way, the beginnings of the genius of the golf PR machine, um, which I'm reluctantly part of. Um, you know, so um, so all around this wonderful media center are remnants of this wonderful relationship between pro golfers and the public with the middleman being the media. And it's just a great story that's told in a really... I don't like I don't like museums. I'll be totally honest with you. I go to a museum and I need like twelve thousand cups of the most caffeinated coffee because like I have a I have a good attention span, I think, if I can remember. What was I just talking about? Um no, but I, I, I love like looking at art and I love moments of silence and I was just in Japan and I spent so much time looking at the cherry blossoms and you know, it was it was really wonderful. I gotta make sure that I'm on target here because I got I got um whatever, you don't care. You don't care. Where are you going? Are you driving somewhere? You're probably driving. Driving on the freeway. Left lane, right lane? Lurker? Are you a left lane lurker? Uh, Who's out there playing golf? If you're playing golf, hit me up. (laughs) What did you shoot on the current hole? Are you... What did you do? Anyway. Actually, I just found out the Masters was the first tournament to change the way we score golf tournaments. They... uh, Instead of doing uh, total score, you know, 270, 271, 285, they created the technique, the method of using score in relation to par. So minus six, minus two, even on the day, even through Saturday. And that was the Masters. And that wasn't in the beginning. It was like a few years after. Um, again, and so Ashley and I are walking around Augusta, walking around the media center, having a great time. We share a lot. We have a lot in common. We both love golf, but we don't really care about the score. You know, I'm not, um, score never made me happy. You know, that's a lie. Score made me really happy. (laughs) I love playing good golf, but I don't, 
play it often enough, even as a single digit, right? Golf, man. It'll get you. It just gets you. Golf is the hook. What is there beyond this? You know? What do you do when you're addicted to golf? I guess you just sort of just walk the dog, you know? Um, so we go walking around. Ashley and I are trying to figure out what it is about the Masters. You know, what it is that causes all of it, right? Because it's not the grass. It's not the golf course. It's not the yellow flags. It's not the merchandise tent. Like all of those things exist in other capacities, you know? There's other golf courses that have yellow yellow pins and flags. There's other golf courses that are designed by McKenzie. There are other golf courses designed by Bobby Jones. Or there's other places where trophies exist. There's other clubhouses. There's other exclusive places. There's other, uh, you know, meeting places for the titans of golf media. Um, there's older courses. There's courses that are more scenic, right? I mean, there's all of those things. It's not... It's not even one of those things. And I would not even say now, this is my second time here, I don't even think it's the sum of those things. I think it's this weird, it's it's like, I think it's those things, but I think actually even more than that. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. We did a podcast with Golf Digest with um, Sam, uh, not Sam Rockwell, not Sam Jackson, Sam, Sam. Sam from Golf Digest, we did his podcast, Ashley and me and Sam, and we talked a little bit about, um, you know, one of my main kind of uh, tent poles that I kind of wrap my wrap my tent around is, uh, is what the fuck am I talking about? I this is three hours of sleep, so I just want to warn you: these opinions are not my own. What? No, these all opinions are my own. No, I am filling in for Eric Lang. My name is Eric. Nice to meet you this morning. Uh, please drive on the correct side of traffic today, just for today. Uh, it's Thursday, folks. I don't know. I hope it's Thursday. I hope I can get this out. I think I'm going to try to bust this out. It's going to come out in the afternoon. I'm just going to turn this around. Turn around. Every now and then I fall apart. And I need you more than ever. And I need you to me time. Um, so we were trying to figure out what it is about the masters and I think it's the history. I think, oh no, no, here's what it is. You know, everyone talks about golf and my tent pole that I wrap my tent around. I don't even know. Is it Joe Pesci? <laughs> the two youths. Such a good movie. Um, so the masters Everyone says it's a tradition unlike any other, and it's a tradition, and it's old, and it's no phones, and it's da da da. Everything's cheap, and da da da, and it's old, and it's old, and it's old. But I venture to say that it's actually not old. That the ideas when this when the tournament came out were actually quite new and quite revolutionary, and in some ways, that different line of thinking actually is so interesting because it's like bonded to this super traditional way of thinking. And now that we're in the year 2018, 
we really have this third component of like the future. Whereas we have the future, the past, and then we have this like kind of like the middle area is like divided into two as well, which is you've got the future, the way of thinking differently of like, of like moving into like, you know, uh, all these interesting discussions around immediate judgment, the me too movement, you know, you've got, um, you've got, um, you know, so many, uh, um, so, so, so many, um, discussions are being had all across every table in the entire conference room, right. For everything. And golf is included in that, you know, um, and then you've got the past, which is, you know, the year the store, the year the course started and Clifford Roberts is, you know, um, you know, propelling this and that and coming up with, you know, bringing in Bobby Jones and you got this news and da, da, da. And then in the middle, you've got this middle area, which is kind of this like weirdly bonded story, which is Augusta National Golf Club, the Masters, being completely ahead of its time. But now... 80-something years later, it's still ahead of its time, but it's also a step back in time. So you do that. You take acid, and you do that, and you look at all that, and all of a sudden, you've got a great eight hours of television in front of you with Jim Nance explaining to you how unlike any other tradition it may actually be because it is truly unlike any tradition. Because if you think about it, there's very few things that have that strange exclusion of time I just talked with uh, Michael Collins at ESPN Caddy. Great guy. Love this guy. He played in the media lottery last year. And he said that time basically left. He, time walked away from him as he played Augusta National and then as he became a part of this story. So anyway, Ash and I are talking about it and da da da, da and We think that it's the history. It's the lack of time that is involved in this place. It's not one thing. It's not the winners. It's not 97, okay? I've touched the club the Tiger won with in Japan last year, uh, last week. Whoa, <laughs> it was a year ago. Felt like a year ago. The joke was I walk into this party last night and everyone's like, hey, you made it out. I'm like, made it out of what? Like Japan, Japanese prison. It's a great story. Um, and so then last night, I get, I, I, there's a story about the Buddha. I may have already told this story, but, you know, he would travel around and, People would say he would get invited places and he would always take his first invitation no matter what it was. He would just be like, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. And so I, I try to do the same just because it simplifies things. I'm not trying to hierarch. Is that a word? Can you hierarch something? I'm not trying to hierarch things. You know what I mean? I'm just taking the invites as they come. And I feel a great sense of relief in doing that. And I try to really follow through with everything I say I'm going to do. And so last night I was super tired. I felt like I literally ate a brick of sleeping pills. <laughs> Weird drug reference. Apologies. If you're addicted to sleeping pills and you're trying to get clean, <laughs> we can help <laughs> drink coffee, asshole. Um, <laughs> that's, that's actually the first words I say to myself in the morning before you make any decisions, give this man a coffee. I actually would get into fights with um, some of my exes about <laughs> about my morning situation. And I would just say, look, like, if I can just have a coffee, like, we can go from there. But without the coffee, it's like, really, it's a non-starter. Literally, it's a non-starter. <laughs> <laughs> and 
In fact, like sometimes when I travel, like actually I got to Augusta and the first thing I did was walk into the kitchen of the house that Golf Digest had rented us. I walked in the kitchen and I was like, what the fuck is this? Coffee situation is not good. I have a nasty canker sore. Otherwise, I would be eating a paleo cookie because I brought them with me. Um, so, so, um, so we go to the, so, so I get this invite. D- Eric, do you want to go to the golf writers AA dinner? I don't know what the AA stands for. It stands for ambulatory art, art, art extraction. That's an E. Golf writers alphabet association. That's what it is because they use words made of letters. That is an unshakable truth. <laughs> you cannot escape that truth no matter what language you write in. You will be using letters. Well, I guess you could use characters. Every story starts with a character, you know? Um, all right, this is going to be a short one. I'm going to warn you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug this up and get it out, get it out of here. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I'm just having the best time. I really am. And I appreciate all of this, you know, energy that's around this, this wonderful thing we're doing, you know? So, uh, so, so they say, do you want to go to the golf writers, uh, uh, dinner, the golf writers dinner a month ago? And I was like, yeah, of course. Yes. Always, always. Yes. Always. Yes. Unless the answer is, can I see your passport? And you're asking me in Japanese, (laughs) And you're a, pres- a police officer. Um, so I actually tried to say no. And then they were like, well, now you need to come to the police station. And I was like, oh, gee, I found my passport. And they were like, you still have to come to the police station. And I was like, huh. So it's a lose-lose. Um, so we, so, so you want to go to the golfer's dinner? Yes. So, so then the dinner is at 8 or something. And it's like 7.55. And I'm like, I don't want to go. I'm so tired. I just want to nap. And then there's a voice inside me that says, uh, you know, dude, you said you would go. Don't be a little shit. Just go. Be grateful and go. Express your gratitude by going. And I was like, who's saying that? And then I was like, wait, I am. And then I was like, you need to get out of the room and start talking to other humans. (laughs) So I went. And here's the funny thing is it's a room with, I don't know, uh, 500 people, 300 people, big room, um, little tables, you know, and Justin Thomas was there. Lexi Thompson was there. Um, uh, um, a couple other greats were there. A couple other, a a lot of golf writers that I know. And now here's the thing. I, I had an epiphany here. And not only that, it was an emotional epiphany, which is sort of extra, right? Some epiphanies are just sort of factual. This was a real emotional, self-revealing epiphany. Um, They gave away a lot of awards, and Tim uh, Rosefort, who I really like and consider to be a true gentleman, um, I like talking to every once in a while, gave away a lot of the awards. He was kind of the MC, And, you know giving away all these awards and all these wonderful people are really getting emotional. Jaime Diaz, uh, Lauren Robertson, Jerry Tardy, um, Dan Jenkins, Max Adler, Zach, I can't remember his last name, 
Ben Everill was there, the guy I mentioned who who told me about the lottery in the in the um on the on that post I just did on Instagram. And I realized all of a sudden, holy shit. Here I was thinking I was a, a looking in. I thought I was looking into what I was doing, but I realized all of a sudden, no, I'm actually a part of this. I am a golf writer without actually being a golf writer. You know, I've always kind of wondered, like, am I an influencer? Like, what the fuck is an influencer? I hate that. I don't want to influence you. I just want to, I just want to have a conversation. I'm like, influencer feels like I'm trying to sell you something. That's the last thing I want to do. I had a whole conversation this week with the PGA Tour about some sponsor that they want me to work with for Adventures in Golf. And I was like, look, I want the show to be successful, but I can't like, it's, it's, it, it can't be something outside of what would already happen. You know, that's a tough thing to do because, you know, things need to make money in this world and golf writers need to make money and they got to sell ads. And so how do you wrestle with that? And I think that's the plague of the golf writer, you know, and especially as we get into a modern age, you know, we've got so many different ways of dis- dispersing media. You know, when one of the writers got up and won an award, they said, you know, it's harder now, but it's also easier, right? It's different. And I realized in a moment, like, whoa, like, I like Instagram. I've always liked it. Everybody likes it. It gives you a hit. Anderson Cooper proved it. It's a drug. Now, but, you know, what, it's more than that. It's actually journalism. And I hope that doesn't come off as like hoity-toity or anything like that. It is, a, as long as you are telling a story, I believe you are a journalist. Especially now. Everyone's got their own little magazine. Your own little newspaper. You can post a photo and you can write up to I don't know how many words. But it was a big moment. And I realized, oh my goodness. Like, this is so cool. And I'm going to take this seriously. You know? Even Adventures in Golf, I never really thought of it. I thought of it as a documentary. I didn't think of myself as a writer. Because even in experiencing something, you become a writer. You, 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 as soon as you tell someone a story, you become a writer. I don't know. I mean, maybe this is falling flat for you. But it was really exciting for me. And it was really exciting to watch people have this like benchmark. Come on in. Oh, I'm going to end the podcast now, everybody. Bye. All right, just kidding. I'm not going to end the podcast, but uh, the, someone had to come in here, and I don't know. I think I almost got arrested. Um, no, they someone needed to interrupt me about something. I don't know. They needed to bag. Um, yeah, but the going to the going to the writers' dinner was really special. I mean, all, all these people getting awards, watching, looking back on their lives, on their careers spent, like as the middleman between the 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 player. And the viewer and the golfer, actually, you know, there's, there's, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but, um, the, the watching of that was very heartfelt and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do for Friday. I'm going to find out about this media lottery masters, Augusta national play golf on Monday after, uh, I think in less than now it's, it's time has moved on. It's like going to be around 24 hours. I'm going to find out. So I don't know what to do. I mean, maybe I'll go Instagram live or something. I don't know. Like, it's, it's kind of scary. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. If I don't get in, I don't get in. That's fine. And then I just have a different memory to, um, you know, relive. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's it for me, folks. I, uh, I love, I love all this. I love this. Um, I'm sorry, I'm like 
just I'm like looking around this office that I'm sitting in. I love golf art, you know. I love golf art. I love old photos and I love paintings of golf courses. I'm trying to figure out what courses these are. Oh, Port Marnock. I played Port Marnock. Sweet. Robert T. Jones, carried like a king, 1930 British Open champion, St. Andrews, Scotland. Look at him. Literally, there's a thousand people right under these buildings, walking up 18. And he's the only one really visible. He's literally just about two feet taller than everyone else, carried like a king. Man, golf's a wild game, you know? Behind me, I got... I got 1965 Masters. Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, Bobby Jones, Cliff Roberts. That's a that's a fucking photo and a half. Wow. Two of those guys still around. Two out of the five. Forty percent. Slow. Low numbers. We got. We got. Oh, this is this one's the rivalry begins. The king pays up. It's Arnold Palmer giving Jack Nicholas money. <laughs> That's very strange. Okay, now someone's knocking again. I'm going to say goodbye. I'm going to say thank you. And uh, I'm going to say goodnight. <laughs>